you can hold two thoughts in your mind to be true at the same time, even though they seem like opposites. I see people mentally struggle with that. I have trauma from my mother and I have a great relationship with her today and I love her. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Therapy podcast. This is session number nine. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited because I'm literally in the middle of packing for my trip up to Maine and Vermont, which is my high of the week. Spoiler alert. And I'm excited to record my episode before heading out the door, jumping in the car. It's going to be quite the circus. It's going to be King, my dog, Everett, the six-month-old baby, Carson, my three-year-old, and myself and Dan, my husband. So it will be quite a journey up to Maine, but I'm excited. I've never really been to Maine. So anyway, on today's episode, I'm going to get into my high and low. That's my high, by the way. But after that, we're going into anxiety, which is a hot topic that I've been hearing all about. I'm sure you have too. I'm going to explain what it is that I'm going to be talking about, why it's a hot topic. It's kind of like a trigger word. And we're going to get into that. It goes right along with relationship skills. After our hot topic, we go into skill of the week. The skill of the week is all about two things that seem like opposites being true at the same time. I'll explain more. This is a great skill to have. It's something I try to hold in my mind, and it really reduces turmoil when we're kind of forcing ourselves to figure out how we feel about something. And the action item of the week is very much related to that. It's changing a word we use with a different word and seeing what a difference that makes. That's a little vague, but you'll understand later. Okay, so my high is obviously my trip. I'm so excited. We're also going to be going around and looking at some land in Vermont, which I'm just so excited to even look at stuff and the possibility that that might happen in a few months of not even having a house there, just like dirt and soil is really exciting to me. And my low, my low has been prepping my kids for school. I know I've talked and vented and complained about daycare and 3K and all of that, but it is a low in terms of now the documentation involved. I settled on going with the newer school that Carson has not been in before. Both my kids are going to go there. I've been there like three times giving them all the documentation they need, but they're very disorganized. And every time I go, I get a different person. They tell me a different packet I didn't fill out, a different form my doctor needs to sign. 
I've already been to all of our doctors and gotten all of the documentation. And for Carson, he's allergic to peanuts. So it's like a novel that they want the allergist to fill out, which I did. I did everything. I already know. I've been around the block with this. But now there's a whole extra packet that they did not give me. And I have to go back to the allergist to get that filled out. But I'm going to be away until like a few days before school starts. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so that's my low. I guess you didn't need all the details of that, but that's definitely my low this week. On top of trying to order them stuff for school, I have to send Everett with his formula, bottles, separate clothes, crib sheets, a sleep sack for him. Carson needs like three full changes of clothes, including socks and shoes. Just a lot of things that school is going to just own of my children. So I'm ordering lots of things off of Amazon and trying to find labels. And anyway, that's, I'm sure a lot of people are going through the back to school stuff. And I'm sure once my kids get to actually school age, it'll be even worse of just all the stuff you have to bring and supply the classroom with these days. So segueing into anxiety, the topic is gaslighting. So I'm sure people have been hearing this everywhere. Some people may or may not know exactly what it means. It's really the new hot trigger word of, oh, he or she was gaslighting me. So gaslighting is pretty much the opposite of validation. So gaslighting is when someone's not validating you. When you're saying, oh, I'm so angry at you because of X, Y, Z, the person will flip that around and make it seem like it's your fault that the situation's happening. So they'll say, oh, well, I'm really sorry you feel that way. Or is there anything I can do to help you not feel that way? That's, you know, that's really on you that this whole situation happened because if you didn't do X, Y, Z, none of this would even occurred. So they kind of make you feel crazy for feeling the way you feel. They kind of just flip the situation around and make it as if it's your fault that something is occurring or that they had to respond in the way they did because of something you did. I don't know if I'm explaining that right. I wish I had like a good example to use, but that's the best way I can explain it. They just kind of literally make you feel crazy and make you feel like it's all of your fault for a situation and that you have no right to feel the way you feel. Like, oh, it's crazy you're getting so upset right now when really you have a right to be upset about the situation. So it's really the new hot topic. I see all over social media. I see a ton of explanations and posts on Instagram and people referencing it and using it in just general conversation now. And I just wanted to explain what the heck it is. It's really the new trigger word. Like when people are saying, I'm so triggered by this or trigger warning about this. And I think gaslighting has come up as a hot topic and it's being used more commonly because I think newer generations are more into mental health and really into uh, mental wellness, healthy communication skills. I think a lot of younger people are in therapy. I think it's very normal for younger people to be in therapy and talk about it openly where older generations, it's still stigmatized. It's not that open. Sharing your feelings isn't really something they're very comfortable with. This is just a generalization. Of course, there's people who are older who are in therapy, very comfortable with it. Absolutely. There's younger people who feel stigmatized by going to therapy, of course. 
I'm just speaking in broad strokes here. But I think that's why gaslighting is more of a thing. You hear younger people talking about it more and using it in stories they tell you about something. Oh, he gaslit me. Like it's just normal part of speech. And I think on TikTok and Instagram, there's so many therapists educating people and putting things out there that I think it really is giving more awareness of healthy communication, boundaries, good skills, healthy emotions, all of that. And that's a great thing. It might be funny or annoying when there's some kind of hot word being used like that all the time, like overused almost. But I think it, overall, it's a, it's a positive thing because we need to be aware of when people are unhealthy and having unhealthy communication, being toxic in a relationship, that that's a red flag. It's the anti-validation. And we went over in a previous episode all about validation skills, which is really the complete opposite of gaslighting someone. <laughs> if you're validating someone, just as a reminder, you're repeating back to that person and saying, I understand you're feeling upset. This is why you're feeling that way. I completely understand that's how you're feeling. So you're just repeating and reflecting back to them. Yes, I see you. I understand you feel this way. I understand why you're feeling this way, even if you don't agree with them. So that's really the anti-gaslighting. I created something brand new, the No More People Pleasing mini course. I help women to stop people pleasing and put themselves first without the guilt. What would life look like if you could stop asking your partner to order food for you in a restaurant or ask your boss for that raise you're long overdue for? I'm going to teach you four proven strategies, research proven strategies that's going to bring you from people pleasing and passive to empowered and confident. You're going to use my outline, my scripts, my beautifully designed PDFs to get the exact skills you need to become more assertive in your life. I'm going to teach you four skills through my videos and worksheets that's going to bring you to a place of confidence and being assertive in your life. You're going to get my beautifully designed self-esteem daily journal to print out, my practice assignments to start changing your mindset and your behaviors. If you sign up now before I launch, you can get it for $29. That's the lowest it will ever be. And I'm giving everyone who signs up now a bonus gift. So go to at Unlock Your Therapy on Instagram, click the link in my bio to get on the list. Next up after our gaslighting conversation is skill of the week. So for skill of the week, I am talking all about dialectics, dialectical thinking dialectical speaking, and I will explain what the heck dialectics mean. So dialectical thinking is when you can hold two thoughts in your mind to be true at the same time, even though they seem like opposites. So for example, I have this with clients a lot where they don't like a parent, but they feel like they should because that's my mom, that's my dad that's my brother, that's my sister, that's my best friend, whoever it is, they feel like, oh, because it's my mom, I have to say nothing negative whatsoever. And for people who have been really traumatized or have a very toxic relationship, or there's something very unhealthy there, 
I see people mentally struggle with that, that they don't want to say anything negative about their mom, in particular their mom, that's very common, but other people in their life as well. Or someone the other day, it was their significant other. They didn't want to say anything bad about their significant other, which I totally get. But I think the dialectic is saying, I love my mom. She and I have a good relationship now. And so instead of but, you're saying and, and she is an alcoholic or she and I had a bad relationship when I was younger or whatever the situation is, you're able to hold both things to be true at the same time. I have trauma from my mother and I have a great relationship with her today and I love her. So I think it's important for people to be able to do that. Same thing about a significant other. They're not perfect. So I love my significant other and they drive me crazy when they do X, Y, Z or and we have difficulties in these areas. Whatever it is, I think if people allow themselves to hold both things that seem like opposites at the same time, you don't have to choose because people are a whole host of things. Not everyone's just good or bad. People are very dynamic. And if you just allow all of that to exist at the same time, it really improves how you feel. You don't have to choose one. You don't have to say, I like this person. I don't like this person. You can say, I love this person. And I know that I can't be around them all the time. I have to have healthy boundaries. I have to, whatever the case. I love this friend and I know they're not the friend I need to call when I'm in an emotional breakdown. They're the friend I need to call when I want to go out and have a drink and have some laughs. Or I love this friend and I know they're not the best reciprocal friend. So I'm going to select when I kind of talk to them or pull back on that relationship. So you can hold both things at the same time. People are very dynamic. So I think it's just really healthy to try to adapt that way of thinking. And when we do, it really brings acceptance. I don't have to fit this person into a mold. They have to be perfect to be my friend. No, they can be my friends, but I just know I'm going to maybe keep them a little bit at a distance so I don't feel hurt when I know that they tend to ghost me when they're going through a hard time or whatever the case is. So I hope that makes sense. So that's called dialectical thinking. It's also like paradoxical thinking, if that's the right way I said that. (laughs) But it's a paradox. So it seems like they're opposites, but really you're just allowing it all to be true at the same time. You're not having to choose. So on to action item of the week. For action item of the week, it's going to be practicing when you're speaking or thinking, replacing but with and. It can be about anything. It could be about benign things like I am on vacation this week and I'm back at work next week, right? When I, where I could have said, but I'm on vacation this week, but I have to be back at work next week. It makes it feel more negative instead of it's just both things are true at the same time. There's no emotion in that. They're just factual statements. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope people can put that into practice a little bit more of just really replacing the but with an and. I can't think of another example off the tip of my tongue, but I hope that can be helpful. And I think with these skills and the action items every week, It's really helpful to teach your friend or significant other, partner, whomever about these skills. Like, hey, I heard about these, this skill of validation. Here's how you validate someone. 
I think it's an interesting topic and I think it can be just helpful, especially for a partner of just saying, hey, I learned about this. Isn't that interesting? Maybe we could practice doing that a little more to each other. And I think these little changes and conversations just help put all of these skills at the forefront of your mind. So then you're more likely to use them. I know for me, I don't think of these things until I'm teaching them to other people. I'm having a client, I'm sitting with them, telling them all of these different skills and explaining what they are, explaining how they work. When I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really got to practice this one. And here's a topic that I have in my life that I could really use the practice about dialectical thinking or about validation. Like, oh yeah, I'm really not validating my significant other this week when they're talking about XYZ. Or, oh yeah, I really didn't validate my friend when she was upset and I kind of joked it off or whatever. So just kind of listening to all of these skills really just helps you use them more. I think it's like anything. I listen to podcasts every day. And I always listen about different like life hacks and productivity and mindset shifts and business podcasts. And I do that because it just keeps everything fresh at the forefront of my mind and it keeps me in that right mindset because it's easy just to slide back or not consciously put yourself in a good mindset. But by listening to this podcast and other ones and just being exposed to all these tips and skills, it really just helps you stay fresh and sharp at using these skills. I mean, that's my take anyway. So I hope these can be helpful for you. Another podcast I really like is a decluttering podcast. It's called A Slob Comes Clean. I love her podcast, uh, Dana K. White. I always listen to her podcast when I'm cleaning or when I need to clean, or if I'm driving home and I know that I'm going home to clean right now, I'm like in the mode. I always put her podcast on because it just keeps me in the right state of mind. Or if I want to go for a run, I'll listen to a different kind of podcast or I'll put on certain music, right? It just puts you in the right mood and mindset for things. So I hope these skills put you in the right mindset to improve your relationships, improve your mental well-being, reduce your anxiety, increase relaxation, all of that. And just knowing that you can bring your anxiety with you when you do all of these things is really helpful. You don't need to wait to do any of these things. You can just start thinking about them and just bringing them to your mind. And oftentimes, that's enough to start using them little by little. And you get better at them as you use them. It's not like it's perfect when you try to use one. It might backfire. It might go horribly. It might end in a horrible argument. And you're like, well, that didn't work. (laughs) But it is worth it to try. And you can tell the other person you're trying. You can say, I'm trying to do this new skill. I'm trying not to argue. I'm trying to help our communication. This is something I'm really trying to improve for myself. And just let them know. I think that in itself is good communication too. And often when you're not in an argument so that they just understand you're making more of an effort. And I think that helps soften people and they can make more of an effort too. Well, that's all I have for this week. Now I'm going to go on a six hour plus drive with children. So I'm sure it will be more like eight plus hours. (laughs) Wish me luck. And I will talk to you all next week.